0: Welcome to Rema for Today Radio.
1: I related my experience of healing. So sitting right over here, he said, now that sounds free to me. I guess his mind began to be educated as a lawyer, you see. He's analytical, thinking analytically. He said, that sounds sensible to me. That's, I, I can understand that. Well, his mother tried to get him to come up. but he laid hands on other folk. No, no. He said, I've accepted it. And so because I've accepted it and believed it, I'm healed now. Thank you. Amen. He did not even say, not even a Christian boy. So he went his way, went right back to the same clinic. They couldn't find a trace of it. It all disappeared. It all disappeared.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now... Let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message.
1: Well, what is believing? Well, look at Mark eleven twenty four. It's the best commentary on the subject there is. What things have you desire? Well, in this case, your desire would be healing. When you pray, believe that you'll receive, and ye shall have. Well, the King James says, "Believe you receive them, the desires, and you'll have them." I keep saying it. I'm going to keep on saying it because few folks catch on to it once in a while. See, in this case, healing then. So, what did he say? All right, if you desire healing, we'll substitute healing for desires, you see. When you pray, believe that you'll receive healing, and ye shall have healing. Isn't that simple? That's so simple that folks stumble over the simplicity of it. Believe that you'll receive healing, and ye shall have healing. Yeah. I've had people tell me when I said that, yeah, but I'm not healed yet. I said, I know it. You see, notice that. Look at that verse again. Listen to it. You see, this is the unalterable law of faith. It is never altered, never changes. There can't be anything else in the Bible that would contradict this verse. If it is, the whole Bible's a lie. Throw it away. And there's nothing that does. It's all in line with it, isn't it? Now listen. Believe that you'll receive healing. And ye shall have healing. Same thing be true concerning finances. Same thing be true whatever else you're praying about. Believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Believe that you receive, in this case, believe that you receive healing and you'll have healing. Now, when is it that you have your healing? After you believe you receive your healing. When do you believe that you receive your healing? Before you have healing. Your healing. Isn't that right? Well, in connection with this, let's stop and analyze some of this because you see, this has something to do with it. Like I said, there's a manward side and a Godward side to every victory. Hallelujah. To every answer to prayer, there's a manward side and a godward side. You have to do your part, he does his part. But like one fellow said, this sometimes is sort of like a checker game. A game of checkers, you see, God wants to move, but he can't move till you make your move first. It's not his move. Your move is to believe that you receive healing. His move is to see that you have healing. That's what I saw when I was on the bed of sickness 40-some-odd years ago, 47 years next month. That's what I saw. They're paralyzed. I said, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. What I've got to do is start believing that I receive healing from my heart while my heart's still not beating right i got to believe I've receive healing for the paralysis while I'm still lying here paralyzed and haven't moved a peg. i got to believe I've receive healing for the incurable blood disease. Somebody said, well, I wish I'd get that to work for me. Well, it won't. It won't work for you by, by wishing. It works for you by believing. It's like when we first started here. In October, two years ago, there was a young man the very first month in October came here. Wasn't even a Christian. Wasn't even saved. Now, since then, he has been. But he wasn't even saved. But he came with his mother from Florida, set right over here to my right. He's 27 years old, he's going to college, he's being educated to be a lawyer. He had a growth on his arm that suddenly flared up and he went to the doctors and they ran tests on it and found out it to be the very worst kind of cancer they is, wanted to take his arm off immediately. Well, he said, no, you can't take my arm off. Well, they said, you'll be dead in 30 days. Well, he wasn't satisfied with that diagnosis, so he went down to the MD Anderson Hospital in Houston, Texas, which is a world-renowned cancer clinic, you know. He didn't tell him he'd been anywhere else. They ran the same test, told him the same thing. Wanted to take his arm off immediately and then give him also other treatments, you see, thinking they could keep it from spreading. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. About a 50-50 change, they say. No, he said, I'm not going to take. let you take my arm off. Well, they said, you'll be dead in 30 days. So he wasn't satisfied with that. He went to the third cancer clinic here in America. Didn't tell him he'd been anywhere else. They ran the same test, said the same thing. If you don't take your arm off, you'll be dead in 30 days. So he came here. Well, he didn't understand because he'd never been in any these services. Wasn't even a Christian. His mother was charismatic now, but see, he was grown and gone before she got charismatic. So he knows nothing about any of these things. He didn't understand everything that's happening here, but I related, I, and that's one reason I keep saying it, because every time somebody catches on to it, I related my experience of healing. So sitting right over here, he said, now that sounds you to me. I guess his mind began to be educated as a lawyer, you see. He's analytical, thinking analytically. He said, that sounds sensible to me. That, I, I can understand that. Well, his mother tried to get him to come up, but he laid hands on other folks. No, no. He said, I've accepted it. And so because I've accepted it and believed it, I'm healed now. Thank you. Amen. And he's not even saved. Not even a Christian boy. So he went his way. Went right back to the same clinic. They couldn't find a trace of it. It all disappeared. It all disappeared. They wanted him to come back after several months. You know, they want to keep a record of it, you know. Finally, in May. His mother was back here with us again, then May of the, this past May, a year ago in services. Just before she came, he had called. And he had been back, you see, October to May. He should have been dead, you see, six months, seven months before. And so he went back again to one of the clinics. They ran all the tests. They said to him, no, you come back anymore. As far as we're concerned, we, we don't understand it. But as far as we're concerned, you're cured. So he called his mother to rejoice about it. Well, she said, son, don't forget, don't forget that Jesus is a healer. And that's the first time she heard him. He said, yeah, Jesus is my Savior too. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise God. His mother was here just recently with us. See, just recently, a year later then, she was here again in services. He's still healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, I see it didn't work for him by him wishing it had happened. He said, no, no, that'll work for me just like it did Brother Hagin. You see, after all, Jesus said, whosoever there, and I'm I'm, I'm one of those whosoever's. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and so he believed it. See, when you pray, believe you'll receive your healing, and you'll have your healing. Believe you'll receive your healing, and you'll have your healing. Hallelujah. Well, you, you have a lot to do with it. Now, in this case, however, this man, because he's got his eyes on the pool there, and the the trouble into the water. She said, I have no one to put me in the water. Somebody gets in ahead of me. Jesus saith unto him. Now I want you to know that Jesus did not pray for him. Jesus did not touch him. There's no transfer of power. Sometimes Jesus touched people and a new power went out of him. There's no transfer of power here by the touch. He just said, rise, take up your bed and walk. The man had made a hole, got up, took up his bed. And, you know, and the Jews accosted him, you know, because he wasn't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath, you know. And uh, so, uh, he said, well, the man that healed me, <laughs> you know, he told me to take up my bed. Well, I said, who was that fella? See, they don't care at all about the fella getting healed. They just want to get to the fellow that's breaking the Sabbath. You see, and they sought to kill him, as you go on reading here, because he broke the Sabbath. Yeah, you, you, you violate some people's religious laws, and they're, they're ready to get you. But God's ready to love you. Amen. And so... He said, well, I don't know who he was. I wish not. In other words, I don't know. I really don't know who it was that healed me. Because see, the scripture said that Jesus conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. See, he didn't stop and have a healing service there. In other words, he walked off and left all five porches there full of people that were sick. Now, why didn't he minister to them? You see, we learn something about manifestations of the Spirit. Manifestations of the Spirit are manifested as the Spirit wills. Now read that 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians, and real carefully those first several verses. It said, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, for the one is given by the Spirit, the word, wisdom, so on, and concludes with tongues, diversities of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And then it said, that the Spirit divideth to every man severally as he wills. Now, I sure like that when he divides it to me. But you can't divide it, the manifestation to yourself. Are you listening to me now? So you see, Jesus then, on this occasion, see, he wasn't having a teaching service. See, we read earlier about him teaching. But he wasn't having a teaching service because he was instructed by the Spirit of God to do that. Then he could do it. You see? Now, I've been in services. I know I know when, uh, as a pastor, once in a while you would have a manifestation of some of these things. Uh, the Lord would tell me, uh, you know, this certain person, sometimes he'd point it out to me and tell me what's wrong with him. And I'd tell that person, you know, uh, you stand up and now this is what's wrong with you. And the Lord told me to come here. And sometimes he'd say, you come lay hands on them. Sometimes just say, speak to them. And they'd be healed. And you'd find out later on they weren't even a Christian. But well, somebody said, how come that? He didn't tell me about it. anybody else in the whole crowd. Well, I'm not running the thing, you know. I mean, Jesus is the head of the church, not me, and not you. See, wouldn't you be in, wouldn't you be in trouble? See, your head runs your body, you see. And you want to go home when the service over, and your head tells your feet and you like now get up and stand up and carry me out of this building. And your feet said, nah, no, nah, uh. Now, what does he want to do that for? I'm not going to do it. Well, you're going to get division in the body. Before you know it, you're going to get in trouble. Jesus is the head. Well, now, now just uh, j- just let him do it his way. So those kind of manifestations work like that. See, you've got an example of it here.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rama.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Prosperity Package. This special package has four books. Two mini-books from Kenneth E. Hagen, How God Taught Me About Prosperity and Obedience in Finances, and a 167-page book, Biblical Keys to Financial Prosperity. A book by Ken Hagen. Overflow Living Above Life's Limits All four of these books are for the special price of nineteen ninety-five. That's over $8 off the retail price Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G Rhema Dot org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagan Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagin.
1: We are enrolling for Rama Bible Training College for, for for next year. That's right. Yes, we. 2015, we, 16 year. Can you believe that? Yes, because we oh, just we I just have, had graduation. Graduation, I know. <laughs> I we know. just had graduation yes. last yes. Friday. Yes. For the 2014-15 year. Yes. But uh, you can go to rbtc.org. Slash trendsetters. All the information is there. You can find out all about all about it. And, and we do have college basketball for girls and guys. Yes. If you want to come to a Bible school and play some bas- college, real college basketball, not intramural, it's college. Yes. We played college, co- small college basketball. So, hey, just go online and
0: find out all about it, okay? Tomorrow, more from Brother Hagin. That's next time on REMA for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.